So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The rising sun that fills the sky, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Everton hosts Leeds and Spurs go to Chelsea in the Premier. It's Friday, 27th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Dimitri Hunter-Raja. setting his alarm for the intro music again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone look so surprised when someone looked at them. I don't know why I do that. It was, and Marcus was at the very limit of what the production team will expect and accept on uh, how quick one man can talk and it still be listenable to the listener. Mm, you, it Squeezed was, it in. It was like you were, you were kind of having a little nap, but you were like, no, I'm not sleeping. I think I was a little bit, actually. Yeah. Benefit Tushin what? Yeah, Like that viral video when uh, everyone's clapping in that theatre and that guy's asleep and just wakes up and starts clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a bit of a late night. I was at Spurs yesterday. Oh, all right. Yeah, and then I, was, and then I had to write something afterwards. Yeah. It's just your job, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that is, yeah. 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 I was basically up, doing my job. He yeah. was updating his blog, that's why he was so... Oh, where, yeah. where are the claps for me on a Thursday? <laughs> Frontline worker. <laughs> <laughs> I was applauding you, Vish. As I always do. You do, actually, yeah. You're very encouraging. <laughs> he's, a, he's a cheerleader, Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very effective cheerleader. Um, Stooge. It was a very special episode of On the Continent yesterday, guys. Yes, as of you can probably imagine. Well, I'm sure you know because you, you would have heard it. Mm. Uh, Dotton and Andy were joined by Lars this week uh, to look back on Diego Maradona's iconic relationship with Naples and its people. I thought they summed it up brilliantly well. As mm. uh, we visited Naples and we've seen just what um, El Diego means. To, to, to the people of Naples and I thought the guy summed it up brilliantly uh, he obviously wasn't just a great player for Napoli he was also their warrior standing up for the south against the north and all that good stuff um, it's well worth a listen uh, yesterday's episode because Lars also unpacks uh, Bodo Glimp's extraordinary league title in Norway which has all sorts of cultural significance in Norway's own north-south divide as well so there's plenty more besides to get all that uh, head over to Football Ramble Presents and subscribe in your podcast app just search Football Ramble Presents wherever you get your podcast to listen to Dawson, Andy and Lars. Mm, I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people have spoken about, about old uh, Maradona, the mm. late great Maradona, of course. Uh, and, you know, we will talk about a little bit of Europa League action and preview Premier League. But yeah, you mentioning that, I mean, the scenes in, in Naples, was it last yeah. night, I think, when they sort of lined the streets and so on. It does, it's, it feels weird without Maradona. I think, I think... Um, Somebody, somebody, a chap called Michael tweeted me just saying that I, I almost believed that these men were sort of almost immortal, if you mm. see what I mean. And that's true, isn't it? That, that they have that kind of status. And and also, look, you, you, you tweeted as well, it just... You, you never thought he was born or going to die, sort of tapping no. into that. You just thought he'd always be there. Yeah, it's like I said to you, Mark, it's kind of like imagining... Bruce Forsyth as a young man. It doesn't feel right. Do you know what I mean? You, Maradona kind of always, to me, always just is. Yeah. And now he isn't. And it's it's a strange, a strange feeling. Mm. And you know, as I mentioned, we, we you can see what what um, what he means to the people of mm. Naples. It's hard to think of a more singular figure. Yeah. 
related to one club. I mean, you could talk about the great teams of, of the years and the great clubs, the biggest clubs in the world. But Steve Bull and Wolves. Yeah, that's up there, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, that, that famous Darren Anderton season at Portsmouth <laughs> would, would come to mind. No, but I think, seriously though, I mean, what, what, a, what an impact on the game. And I think the guys summed it up brilliantly mm. yesterday, but one thing I'd like to add is just that some of these obituaries that talk about he was this amazing player, this, mm. this and this, but mm-hmm. he was also this. Like, what they don't understand is to a lot of people, the flaws within him as a character mm-hmm. are why people relate to him, are why people mm-hmm. kind of react to him and kind of, can kind of understand him. Because mm-hmm. to, be, to be an amazing football player isn't new. To be a world-class football player isn't new. It's happened before and it will happen since. He was up there, head and shoulders, you know, part, part of the conversation, as Tiger Woods would say, about, you know, the very best mm-hmm. the very best players can only ask to be part of the conversation as, of being the best player ever. But his flaws and his, and his, and his drawbacks and his you know, imperfections are kind of what made him what he was. And that's why he's so relatable. And, you know, I can remember being a kid nine years old going into World Cup 90 and always hearing about Maradona over and over again all the time Mm. because of what happened in 86. And he was such a big deal. I can remember thinking, it'd be great to actually see him do something. And I was obsessed with the World Cup, with with the 1990 World Cup, as Mm -hmm. as Marcus, as you know. And um, I can remember there's a, a, Argentina played Brazil Mm. in a massive game. I think it was a second round game. Second round, yeah. Yeah. And um, it wasn't Maradona's best tournament, World Cup 90, of course, because 86 had come before it. But there's an amazing moment in that game against Brazil where he plays, he holds off a couple of Brazilian players and plays a ball through the legs of a Brazilian midfield player into the path of Kanija, who then goes and scores. Mm. And for me, that was the Maradona moment I wanted. It was against the runner play. It was, it was a, that, in Argentina, that victory is cherished because it's a proper smash and grab job. Right. Well, against for me, Brazil as well. For me, that was a moment I actually watched and I thought, right, I can actually see this now. It wasn't mm. even, the, it wouldn't even probably be in the top 10 things he ever did. Yeah. But like for me, that was like, Right now, you've got some ownership of Diego Maradona because you've mm. seen him do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, I suppose, he was slightly before my time, so I've never actually watched him play live. And um, you know, I was born in 1986, but my dad um, grew up in Sri Lanka. Was a, he's a huge football fan, and mm. he was a huge Maradona fan. And it's one of those things that when you grow up and get, you get into to anything, really, you find out about its limits, both both the bottom and the top. And invariably, mm. when it comes to sport, you're told of these are the these are the people. These are your Greek gods. You know, you've got yeah. your Zeus, you've got your Hades, and that was Maradona <laughs> and Pele. You know, yeah. <laughs> and um, I've really, you know, even just talking to my dad and um, and, and even actually family in Sri Lanka about it, the fact that he permeated over there in mm. in, in a pocket of mm. um, you know, in an island just off yeah. the northern tip of Sri Lanka, <laughs> he had you know imitators, there people who wanted to be Maradona yeah. in the street, there people who wanted to be Maradona mm-hmm. in sporting teams and things like that. I also think there's a little one of the things about Maradona that is going to stand the test of time. And I, I was at the Spurs game yesterday, as I've already already said. And Mourinho talked about how he showed his son mm-hmm. videos of Maradona so that he could then tell his son about yeah, Maradona. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's um, I don't know if you've heard of the Godzilla complex. And basically, it's it's the fact that whenever they make a new Godzilla <laughs> film, Godzilla gets bigger every time. Right. Because what we see is as imposing is is kind of. You know, when we look back at old footage, for example, of old Godzilla mm. films, it doesn't look quite right. We're Godzilla's not quite only about five foot seven. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, mm. but with Maradona, when you see some of that old footage, you recognise a great of the game, mm. and it's the fact that you can even see that now. What yeah. are we? You know, obviously people talk about often about that nineteen eighty six World Cup, but genuinely, go and watch him in that mm. clips of him in that World Cup. He is phenomenal. Well, I think the final in particular. I remember watching the final 
years after, obviously, because I was only four at the time, but uh, he gets kicked all over the place oh, by, yeah. by the West Germans and, uh, and and by as he did by the English in the quarterfinal and so on. But it, it, it is phenomenal footage, really. But I think what you're saying here is it's important to know certain touch points in history. Of course, if you're a certain age, you don't have to look back. It's almost a bit like when you first start properly sort of getting into music. You need to know, I don't know, the Beatles and the Stones yeah. or whatever. You need to know certain touch points. Not everyone, of course, but the absolute standout ones. But for me, Maradona, I was utterly intrigued by 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 post-playing career Maradona as well. And I think that that's where that kind of... When you say the relatable stuff, I know what you mean, but actually I can't relate to half of the things he does, hmm. or, or did rather. And, 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 and a lot of the things he did was, were, were quite deplorable, you, you, one might say. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that you like that and endorse that. But it does mean to say you might be utterly intrigued. But it, but it makes him a human being. It, it does make him a human being. And also, if you think about the other greats of the game, what they do is they go, and this is no criticism at all, uh, but they go sort of maybe behind the velvet rope a bit or they become ambassadors and, and you only see them in certain capacities. Maritano was taking jobs at like lower league Mexican side, mm. you know, or he was, he was managing Dubai. You know, Maradona is the type of hero and legend of the game that you could have just like walked past on the street or you mm. could go to a match in when he was managing managing in Dubai, you're sat there with about 500 fans and you can shout his name. You can't do that. You have that side of Maradona, which I find intriguing as well. And I implore anybody to watch that thing where he went to manage in, uh, you know, Dorados in Sinaloa yeah. in Mexico. And actually, the way he inspires, it encapsulates him quite perfectly. Mm. He's an utter liability. You can see yeah. the chairman tearing his hair again, who was meant to be here two and a half hours ago. Yeah. He was meant to take training the last three days and he didn't turn up. But when he turns up... The way he inspires that team. Well, the guys were saying it yesterday, either on the Ramble or OTC, I can't remember, but they were mm. saying that where he inspires this kind of kid who comes from a pretty difficult yeah. background. And, and and you you should for all his flaws, which I don't think, which don't detract from him as a as a as, a, as an icon of the game at all, in my personal opinion. But for all his flaws, you can definitely um, you you can definitely make an argument that he was always a man of the people. So mm. the mm. fact that he got all this wealth and all this fame. For some reason, probably because he just had an amazing common touch because of the background and because of the personality he was, he was always uh, seen as an icon. He was never seen as someone who left his mm. um, his background or left his his people. Mm-hmm. And this is a great example of him. He talks about how he you know he met the Pope or whatever, mm. and he said he says he said to the Pope, "Well, you talk about helping kids, you're helping poor people and stuff. Well, what, why don't you start with this roof? Mm. You know, get all the gold off this roof. That'll mm. be a good start." And the idea of someone saying that to the Pope is of mm. someone who's got got a, yeah. a a foot firmly back in the camp of this is where I've come yeah, from. He says, it's only gold paint, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, the, um, you, you, know, the, the... you do know I'm not the Pope. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> this is a fancy dress party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the sun, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about him being a man of the people rings true, especially so in his politics, but also if you look at the way that um, people who, who know him a lot better and know his story um, a lot better than I do, we're talking about how he was a he was great at keeping in touch with the people he played with mm-hmm. the people who didn't have the fame that he had that you know he was very much seen as that sole leading light in 86 but he never forgot who helped him along the way mm. and also he was a very generous teammate on the field as well mm-hmm. you know there was lo- there were loads of clips of him doing brilliant things and a lot of you know he probably have a lot more assists if he played with you know people mm-hmm. of you know of his level but yeah. When you're yeah. 20 years ahead of everyone else, though, it's yeah, difficult. No, you can't really blame yeah. people for that. Yeah, and yeah. I, th- I think the other, the other aspect of him being a man of the people was that he played football in the way that he figured everyone wanted to be played, and he tried to live life that mm-hmm. way as well. And yeah. that was pro- that yeah. probably, well, fundamentally was his downfall. Yeah. But still, he did so in a way that a lot of people, beyond the reprehensible stuff, could respect, because he 
tried to do mm. everything, didn't it? Yeah, and I think I think just to, to finish on this, this chat before we move on to the, the, the action from last night and so on, was that Tim Vickery said it quite nicely, because when we say he's a man of the people, some people might say, well, hang on a minute, but look at the way he acted or look at the way, mm. you know, he lived his life. And he said, um, who did Vickery compare it to? Was it was it Caesar, I think, one of the mm. Julius Caesar in, in, in Rome would have somebody almost telling him constantly, you're not a god, you're not a right, god, okay. to try and keep his feet on the ground. And he said the problem with Argentina, he had too many people walking around to him going, you are a god, you are a god. Yeah. And to, to kind of match that up with the, the sort of rags to riches story was was, was incredibly difficult. Um, but I did, I, I did like that story that, that the great Liam Gallagher said about oh, yeah. uh, Maradona, yeah. where he said he was ever on tour and anyway, they were in this bar and Maradona was in the sort of the, the VIP bit and he's like, oh, can we go and meet him? And he goes up there and he said, he said, it's just, as, as, as to, to quote Mr. Gallagher himself, there was ladies of the night everywhere, and there was all sorts of stuff going on. And he said, Maradona's in the centre of the room doing keep ups with a bottle top. And Liam Gallagher went, Let's get a picture and get out of it. It's a bit moody in here. Yeah. Now, what on earth was going on in that room that Liam Gallagher was like, <laughs> No, no, I don't fancy this. Yeah. I'm out with depth here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, gone, but never forgotten. Yeah, legend of the game and legend of this show as well. We, we, don't, yeah. we, we, we used to talk about Diego a lot, as oh, the guy uh, said yesterday, and, and there's a good reason. And we that. thank him because he gave oh, yeah. us lots of material over the years. And lots of joy, brought a lot of joy to everyone's life, didn't he? Indeed, yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, the Europa League did happen. It seems a bit of a drop-off now as it goes <laughs> yeah, to the Europa League. <laughs> got Luna Goretz written here. <laughs> um, but Spurs did play some, some nice stuff. And uh, Carlos Vinicius uh, got his first two goals for the club. Uh, and talking of assists, Deli Alley's assist for, uh, was it his second goal? Was it, was it was a nice one where he could have smashed it in himself and squared. It's a very pleasing assist, Vic. It's like a FIFA goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a bit, yeah. Mourinho was particularly um, effusive about that, saying that He's a very unselfish player that he gets mm. it. And I think it was quite important because it was his first start since yeah. since the defeat at Antwerp, which was the 29th of October. So yeah. it took us a month without even making an appearance on the mm. field in any meaningful way. Um, and he looked a little bit rusty, to be fair, Deli Ali. Mm. But he, you know, he contributed those two assists. Um, that but it's first good to get a little bit fortuitous, yeah. Yeah, but good to get that moment though, because you're right, you're a bit rusty and so on. But that actually, the fans do see that, so there's something to hang your hat on there, if you see what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know, Ndombele, for example, played very well yesterday. And I wonder if he's an example that Deli Ali can look at and mm-hmm. realise that you know, if you are, if you do feel that you're putting the call by Mourinho, mm-hmm. there is a way back in. Yeah. And that really, you know, yesterday he certainly seemed to take his opportunity or at least show willing to come back in, yeah. Um, I, yeah, look, with, with the obvious caveat, they weren't up against much. Yeah, uh, they're, they're the trash. The regrets yeah. have been appalling. In <laughs> Get the them back to Bulgaria and stay there. <laughs> yeah. um, and that, it's the first time I've seen for a long while, and I'm sure there's many people out there who can think of another example of this recently, but I can't, a team not having a single shot in a game. I mean, mm-hmm. Spurs had 24 shots and Ludicretz had zero. Um, and... You know, so with the caveat that they weren't up against much, as I've said. Apart from though, an intriguing midfield player who I'd never heard of before, called Anaset Andrea Nantinana, who is the only player I think I've ever come across. He's from Madagascar. Oh right, um, playing midfield for Lugarets, mm. uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, all that preamble out, out <laughs> yeah. the way. I thought uh, Ndombele was outstanding. I think we're starting to see now yeah. this 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 quality of player that. Everyone was getting excited about when he mm-hmm. was over in France, and Andy wouldn't shut up about him for ages. But that's I mean, that's not atypical <laughs> of an Andy Brassel kind of set of behaviour. But I mean, clearly the guy is 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 a, is a bit special. Great for Vinicius to score goals. Um, Harry Winks with a Haley's comet. Yep. Nice to see. Didn't mean it, but I'm uh, glad he said that as well. Yeah. Because clearly, if he'd have gone well, you know, I, I just. Uh, I just floated it in there and saw the keeper off his side. His reaction and everything was like, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm as surprised as you lot. I, I was thinking, Harry, you haven't scored in two years, mate. Claim yeah. it. Claim it. Mm. But, it but, but look, given that Spurs made changes and that they, they, um, you know, 
they haven't got a crowd there. Is it? Is it? Maybe that that did help them in a way because mm-hmm. if you if you not that this game was like that, but you, we've all been at games where you think, okay, this is a game you should win, and the crowd start to get on the team's back and it starts to get difficult and chances aren't being taken and and people aren't taking risks. You never really get any of that in modern football because mm. of the no fans thing. But anyway, they made a lot of changes. They still look great. They're a serious um, proposition this season. Tottenham in a number of trophies. Uh, and th- this game against Chelsea this weekend is massive mm-hmm. for, for for that reason and for Chelsea's side of reason. It, well. it is, yeah, yeah. We should mention that Dane Scarlett came on and, or, or played and was the youngest player ever to feature for Tottenham. Sixteen, Hotspur, yeah. which is incredible. What did he look like, Vish, when he came on? Really small. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's he, you he, saying that. I know. <laughs> but now we're expecting that he'll get bigger. Like he will. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla. That's yes. what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Every year, <laughs> Harvey White featured, and Alfie Whiteman was was subbed on for Joe Hart. I mean, that's debut. a piss take, isn't it? That is a piss Some take. goalkeeper. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a piss take for Joe Hart. He's thinking, come on, I'll even start. Give us nineteen. Yeah, I've had a great game here. They've had no shots. <laughs> Literally, they've had no shots. You can do whatever you want. Absolutely not. He would have had a sore throat. He was shouting so much. He did shout a lot, yeah. He's always been like that, though. uh, Yeah, no, I know. But obviously, with no crowd, you hear it. But I feel like he was doing it more because he just had to remind people he was there. Also, you're a cricket expert, Vish, and a lot of uh, videos have been released of Spurs playing cricket Mm -hmm. this past week. Joe Hart's apparently got, um, got minerals. He does, he does, yeah, yeah. He used to be on Worcestershire's Academy. I liked him putting putting in some short stuff. Yes, but some chin yeah, yeah. music. I mean, they're only using the tennis ball, I think. But I mean, even so, left arm option as well. He yeah. was actually playing. <laughs> um, I think it was England, Sweden in twenty. When was that? You're, you're good with two thousand nine. Um, no, no, no. The um, was it twenty sixteen? You're talking about the, the oh yeah, what the World Cup? The, yeah, the World played Cup. him in the second round. Yeah. Oh, two thousand eighteen. Oh, quarter, 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 quarter final. Quarter final. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter sorry, the quarter final. He yeah. was um, playing cricket on that day. Oh. Was it? To get his mind off That was it, a yeah. long, confusing build-up for... It uh, was, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Absolutely like right. a diddering old fool. Don't worry about it. You're in good company <laughs> here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Spurs are away to Chelsea, though. It seems unlikely that Joe Hart will start that one. <laughs> uh, but they're away uh, this weekend. Uh, well, listen, course. clean sheet last night. Yeah. You can't do any more than that. Yeah. Really. He's, he's, he's asked a question of the manager. <laughs> and that question will emphatically think, be answered on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I don't. I, I think it's one of those questions that, that, that Mourinho will say, I don't need to answer that, do I? <laughs> um, poor old Joe. But, yeah. uh, but, but Chelsea host Spurs, uh, an intriguing one. I mean, Lampard, I think, got the better of uh, Mourinho, didn't he, last season? Um, twice in the league, uh, yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. So he's, he, it's, it's a good omen. But Spurs this season, Fisher, a slightly different prospect. Are we going to see that at that type of performance that we saw against Manchester City sort of sitting off Chelsea and let them have the ball and hit them on the break. Chelsea are a different side to Man City of course though. They are they're at the you know at the time of recording a much better attacking side than Manchester City. Mm. Um I think they will go yeah I think they will do um, try and do exactly the same thing they did to Manchester City last week but um it was interesting in the build up to that um, Manchester City game Charlie Eccleshire who's the Athletic Spurs correspondent um, was talking about how Mourinho was quite wary of Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. because he figured that Raheem Sterling, his movement in particular, could find whatever issues there were with Spurs' system. And obviously Raheem Sterling didn't start, mm. so that wasn't necessarily a problem. Timo Werner, though, would offer a similar kind of threat. Likewise, I think Hakim Ziyech, who, if Chelsea's system mm-hmm. isn't particularly functional, he's someone who can almost you know, rise above it and, and mm-hmm. create something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's 
you know, those, those two will present um, different prospects. I know Werner's having a bit of issue with his finishing yeah. in particular, but I think if you look at everything else he does on a pitch, mm-hmm. I think he's he's someone in particular who can actually really hurt Spurs if they're not absolutely on it. Yeah, but it seemed odd, though, the, the game the other day, whenever it was in, was it in Europe, when Werner missed those chances. That seemed like an anomaly to me. Well, he missed uh, he missed quite a big chance last weekend as well. Mm. I, I think it's just one of those things that would just, he would just click in to get. You know, you, you're a goal scorer, Marcus. You know how these things go. Yes. It, yeah, not since primary school. You can go both ways, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. I lost and it. Stronger than he looks. Lost well. it. Lost it at primary school. Never got it back. <laughs> <laughs> but my goodness, what a year or two it was. <laughs> Ten years old. Um, interesting. You're going for Werner, not Werner. Yeah. Uh, but Rich has got a long, uh, yeah, a long got, story history with names. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is I, ironic given your own name. Yeah, yeah. that's just a long name. Isn't it? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you, yeah, you, you were you were pilloried on Twitter the other day for saying um, Bukayo Saka or Biyako Saka rather than Bukayo Saka. You see that? Oh, well, I said the wrong one. Whatever yeah. the wrong one is, yeah. I said that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that is, was me tweeting you because <clears> it is insert here. Saka, Bukayo Saka. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Took us a, it took us a huge time before coming into the show to get him yeah. to say Maradona rather than Maradona. Yeah, <laughs> he was just saying Madonna. Yeah, I know. Just absolutely... kept singing like a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, gentlemen, it's time for a break. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. On Stakhanov. One Direction's Liam Payne was in the studio talking to Jack Mates Happy Hour about life as a global pop star. With untold stories about his time on The X Factor, life in the world's biggest boy band, and going solo, this one is not to miss. I was part of this massive machine, and I knew my part in the machine very well. So I knew what I was doing every day. But then when that machine falls away, and you're in the world, and the world's just happening around, like, where do you fit? You can catch the full episode on Spotify. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, on this week's Football Ramble Presents, Kate and Jim sat down with former Chelsea, Juventus and England striker and football legend Enya Luco to discuss her storied career and her autobiography, They Don't Teach This. Whether it's racism, whether it's bullying, whether it's sexism, often these behaviours are silent. They're not always something that's said. It's a feeling, it's a set of behaviours by a group of people towards you that makes you feel incredibly isolated. You can hear more from Enya Luco with Football Ramble Presents on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All that and more at Sukarnov. If it was me, I would say I'd, I'd try to score that goal and would be candidate to the Puskas Awards. <laughs> He's always thinking, isn't he? He's always yeah. got the, the trophies on his mind. Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's time for some emails. Just email show at footballramble.com Right now, so Peter or this or Kate or Jules or Jim or Andy Luke All my kids can read it out Well done Alex Howson has emailed in. Hi, Ramblers. Hi, Alex. Mm. Continuing on from yesterday's <laughs> chat about Tina Turner, I wanted to point you in the direction of PSV Eindhoven as they too walk out to this corker at home games. Black and white video montage of club great scoring legendary goals for PSV plays on the big screens, soundtracked by epic orchestral music. A dramatic countdown begins, the music reaches its climax, and dun-dun-dun, we're simply the best! <laughs> As the teams emerge from the tunnel, my best mate from school is Dutch and a lifelong PSV fan. He did not prepare me for this walkout spectacle when we first went to watch PSV together. I can still remember my slow head turning. My slow, he's written my slow head. <laughs> my slow head turn towards him and my, what the fuck is this? <laughs> he's not been able to live it down. Anyway, great show, guys. And as a, as a fellow Ashted native. Oh, Marks, hello. Hello. Yeah. I'm really enjoying hearing the village being slated every so often on the show. Keep it up. Well, I'm slated, never, I've never slated. What if it's a glorious, uh, glorious little town in the middle of Leafy? Sorry. Full Absolutely. of slugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The worst thing to come out of Ashted is Marcus. <laughs> But he's out now, isn't he? Yeah. I was going to say, I left and they're, yeah. they're loving it. Curry House number three, can't beat it. Not there anymore. I know, sadly. How do you know that? Did I tell yeah, you, you told me about it. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great shame. What's the best thing about Ashton now then? Um, where I used to live. Yeah. 
Is that right? The, Has he got a blue plaque? The blue plaque. Yeah. <laughs> and that tells its own story about what Ashley's like. <laughs> Actually, I think there is... Alex Stewart, I think, used to live in... Uh, oh, yeah? I don't know if he still does live in Ashton. There was a few celebs around there. Well, it's not a huge distance from Chelsea's training ground, is it? No, not that far. No, I don't think any Chelsea players live in Ashton. Okay, right. I did hear a member of Little Mix moved into Ashton at some point. There you go! Hey. Marcus says Wicked Whispers are back. Apparently, Why uh, did he rub his hands when he said that? I don't know, just the, just the tick he's got. Your man from The Clash, uh, was it Joe Strummer, I think, used to go to Yeah, he, well, he's from a very well-to-do background, wasn't he, Joe? Well, I think he went to the posh private school there. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, makes sense. Uh, by the way, you're talking of uh, Tina, Tina Turner, or, or um, uh, you know, simply the best, and, and uh, the, you know, PSV coming out to that. Obviously, you know, Rangers mentioned they come out to that. Last night, when Rangers played Benfica, and they, they were pegged back again. Yeah. They, they let them back in. When they scored their first goal, bloody Wickfield, Saturday night. Love it. Not even the Saturday, is it? <laughs> I was like, what's that about? Confusing. I couldn't know. I was like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. My goodness, yeah. That shows you, though. I'll tell you what, Rangers... Did anyone do the dance? Remember there was a dance? Yeah, they didn't do the dance. Do you remember there the dance? dance? There was a dance to it. There it was. was. It, was a, it was a hallmark of absolute stalwart of school discos all over the country. It was, was it the precursors of the Macarena? Was it around the same around time? Around the same time, I think. Yeah. It was all the rage. Yeah, yeah. All the rage. We'll, we'll still demonstrate after. <laughs> um, Patriot exclusive. Yeah, socially, socially distanced. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah As in, what. I'll be at home. <laughs> <laughs> and Marcus will be doing it here. <laughs> separate homes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, I've got an email here from Alex Gray. It says, hello. Just to say uh, uh, that at the mighty Stafford Rangers of the Northern Premier League, Tina Turner simply the best was used into the noughties, if not the next decade too. As a kid, I vividly remembered they'd played simply the best if we'd won, and heaven knows I'm miserable now by the Smiths <laughs> if we sense. lost. Happy days. Love that. Um, f- famous for which player? Stafford Rangers. What, famous players? Famous for one certain player more than any other. Steve Bull. Stan Collymore started out at Stafford ah. Rangers. Yeah. Mm. Were they yeah. professional? I don't know, but we've already covered Stan Collymore on non league <laughs> games, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Right. So one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot for you, actually. Oh, dear me. Well, um, uh, thank you very much for your, for your emails there, people. Um, what walkout music have you heard at football stadiums? Any you pick yourself? Do get in touch. And we're just going to get loads of emails, people saying that's that Eminem song, aren't we? Lose Yourself. Who, who plays that? No one. Uh, people will just no, suggest quite a few, that. Quite a few. Do they? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so overrated. Like yeah. people, it's, all he does is, in my mind, it's just going spaghetti. No spaghetti. Yeah. No, not spaghetti. And then I threw it up. Yeah. And it's yeah. on me. What are you going to say about me? I, I know. I Go on, slag me off. You can't, can you? Well, start, give us a chance. It's like the world's oldest man, but an Eminem's quite old as well. So he's he older is, than us. Yeah. Just lots of people really vibe with that song, don't they? For some reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's bigger now. Every gets bigger every year. <laughs> Why didn't why when when Actually, that's strictly not true at all, is it? <laughs> when, when Eminem came back, the thing that was most disconcerting is that he had literally a David Brett goatee beard. Yeah, and we always thought of him as being bleach blonde. Mm. It's kind of a weird juxtaposition, I thought. <laughs> juxtaposition record. <laughs> he is a musician who um, you can tell has lost his sound and can't quite um, rediscover it. To be fair, I mean, he did produce rather a lot of music before that. Yeah, rather a lot. Yeah. yeah. Was it bigger so, than Ash did, Eminem? <laughs> oh, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah did he do yeah. any gigs there? Nobody does gigs in Ashton yeah. other than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that look quite popular in Ashton? Blonde, blue eyes? Not at the moment, no. Right. Well, naturally, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Let's move on from this nonsense uh, <laughs> and talk about Everton versus Leeds. Uh, yes, uh, it should be a good one. Um, uh, Biel's has been nominated uh, for the Men's Manager Shortlist for the FIFA Football Awards for 2020. I'll tell you what, the amount of gammons 
online who were fuming about that was amazing. Were they? What's he ever done? What's he ever done? <laughs> What's he done? Dean Smith. What about Dean Smith? What about Chris Wilder? That's well, what to, be fair, to be fair, Wilder's good a good managers. Yeah. Dean Great Smith, man. I mean, I wouldn't have Dean Smith in there because, you know, Villa, I mean, okay, he kept them up in the league and they've improved the season. Yeah. But, but Wilder? I'll tell you what, these days, just for being English. Yeah. Yeah. You get it's whatever. Graceful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, Chris Wilder, party liaison, did do a brilliant <laughs> job last season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... It'd be great if he does spend seven years at Sheffield United. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. dear. What do we fancy for this one, though? I mean, uh, Everton, they got their win against Fulham uh, last week, of course. Uh, Leeds could do with a bit of a result, Vish. They, both sides have got goals in them. They've also got ricks in them. Yeah, this feels like a bit of an acid test for Leeds, doesn't mm. it? Because they should have got something out of the Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. They'd be very disappointed for that. Uh, only with that point, and yeah, they, as you say, Everton have got the, exactly the kind of flaws that Leeds can expose. And you wonder, you know, Allen's had a, a decent start this season, but he's someone that they could drag out of position because mm-hmm. he's vital to not just winning the ball back, but starting any, anything good as well. Um, and you imagine if uh, Rodriguez is going to start, probably. Mm-hmm. You imagine Hammers will play, yeah, yeah, sure. if he's if he's available and fit. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, the manager could choose not to pick him. <laughs> yeah. But the, um, it'd be interesting to see what kind of space he finds as well, because, you know, we talk about Leeds being in perpetual motion. How does he figure into that? Is he going to be the calm that kind of is able to uh, exist among that? Or mm-hmm. is he, you know, is he someone who's going to hurt them? Or does he, is he going to be required to do a bit more going towards his own goal? That'd be quite interesting to see. And at the same time, I would I'd back... Calvert-Lewin to score a couple of goals as well. Well, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, the way he's playing. Would you? Would you? Would you back Patty Banford to score a couple of goals, Luke? Well, were you were you impressed with Everton against Fulham? They got pegged back, didn't they? They kind of got a little bit. Con- considering you know the opposition and the way the game went, I mean, okay, they pounced on Fulham's mistakes and they pressed them well, but I mean, you know, that will happen to Fulham over over again. Fulham came season. roaring back, and they mm. did, yeah. I mean, I mean, they won three two. I mean, it was and a missed penalty again. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's difficult to take something from that game, considering just how poor at times Fulham were defensively. This will be a sterner test because Leeds look more prepped and prepared, as well as and the points uh, thus far in the league uh, give evidence of that than, than than Fulham. So I don't know. I think I, I would certainly hope to see goals in this one. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if there's much science behind this, and so. I'm purely going on the eye test and just by watching Leeds and the type of team they are. It feels so they've had so the, the, the draw against Arsenal was Bish has already mentioned, but they had two quite heavy defeats before that, hmm. and then before that they beat Aston Villa pretty handily. I think they beat them three 0 It feels to me that the games against Crystal Palace that they lost and the game they lost against was it Leicester they lost four. They lost four mm-hmm. twice yeah. in a row, and I yeah, think it was before Leicester, the international break. Yeah, I think it was Leicester and Crystal Palace, and both those games they went behind a couple of goals mm. quite quickly, and it felt like. They couldn't quite get a foothold back in the game. Now, I do think Everton are vulnerable um, in certain areas. And I think particularly given the fact that Luca Dean's not going to be available, who's a massively mm. important player for yeah. them, um, they could be vulnerable down that side because it'll be um, uh, Alex Awobi will play on the left, won't he? And mm-hmm. he, he played pretty well against Fulham. Yeah, actually, yeah he did, yeah. Um, but but anyway, I, I do think there's vulnerabilities in both these teams. And it will be a good test of where both are at because... They're both capable of amazing performances, but they're also both capable of of of, of, of stinking performances as well. I, I think I think it's probably you'd have Everton down as favourites. Um, oh, you would. Definitely. They they look like they were very very relieved 
to get that um, that Fulham win out of the way because obviously I lost a few games before that and they've had a real wobble um, since kind of start of October. So look, it's hard to predict, but I think Everton will be favourites and I think if Everton start well, they've got a very, very good chance. Mm. I, I, I do. Yeah. Well, Fulham themselves are away to Leicester on Monday night, which you wouldn't hold too much hope for because, I mean, Leicester love hitting teams on the break and the way Fulham play. Um, they they do leave the back door open, don't they, Vish? It could be. I mean, it might that might be the way to go. I don't know if Fulham would be able to pull this off, but stand off them. I was at um, mm. Leicester-West Ham when um, West Ham beat them pretty comfortably in the end. Leicester had all the ball. They couldn't really do anything with it because West Ham were just like, well... yeah. You know, make us do something. That was, I think, that's still one of the sort of more outstanding results this season. Actually, it came out of nowhere. Mind you, we should say Leicester through in the Europa League. Mm. Great, entertaining game in Braga. Vardy scoring a ninety fifth minute. See that to me, that's the reason why you watch the games with the crowd noise turned off. Yeah. Because you heard those cheers and celebrations and Casper Schmeichel. I'm up with the uh, Casper Schmeichel's got a mouth on him, hasn't he? Effing and blind and he was. Jules Breach of Leicester City. <laughs> <laughs> you only slag off Jules when she's not here. Yeah, of course. He's terrifying. She is yeah. terrifying you yeah. like a little sweary word though. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, good laugh, folly. Yeah, yeah, when, when we when we talk about when, when we talk about games like Everton Leicester or or yeah, oh, folly. Or, or, yeah or whatever, it's it's a um, that's a cricket analogy though because in football <laughs> you get the double meaning. No, but in football, a half volley is notoriously hard to control. Well, let's not get into volley half volley debate again. No, okay, fine. Yeah, um, but, it's, but it's an inviting one to hit though. Everton and Leeds. Mm. I'm just going to say very very quickly. Mm. It's very hard to tell this season more than any other season which teams are going to be good and which teams aren't. I mean, yeah. you know, even Liverpool, who have been decent recently, they're only five games since they got whooped 7-2 by Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. It's only really Spurs and Chelsea mm-hmm. who've got any sort of form, I suppose and Southampton actually, who've got any sort of form to go on, really. And you never know what's going to be around the corner, certainly for a team like Southampton. I mean, they're a good team this season. The best Premier League Southampton team we've seen probably ever. Mm. But uh, if it's if it's not too early to say that, but I don't think it's a difficult argument to make that they could go on a run where they don't win a few. Of course, so, yeah. and you could slap about every team really, apart from at the moment Chelsea and Spurs, mm-hmm. Spurs and Liverpool. So Everton and Leeds, well, we don't know what to expect because you could expect anything. Yeah, you know, these I, these teams have, in their last six games, Everton have won two, drawn mm-hmm. one, lost three, and Leeds have won one, drawn two, and lost three. So yeah. it's, it's it's very inconsistent by its very nature. And I think Everton fans would be delighted though after nine games, you know, they'd be four points off the top, uh, and Southampton would be delighted to be three points off the top at this at this moment in time but you're absolutely right when Southampton they face Manchester United this weekend I mean now you would expect that to be a home win though wouldn't you Vish it's a sort of game that may not have just go and win 1-0 though yeah. you, you just don't know do you Danny Ings not being there is a big plus um, but yeah the uh, they didn't play Ole Gunnar Solskjaer didn't play Donny van der Beek against um, West Brom last week despite mm-hmm. the fact that if you're going to play him in any game, if you're going to ingrain him from the start in mm-hmm. any Premier League game, surely it would be against a team like West Brom. He impressed in midweek in the Champions League. I think personally he should play against Southampton alongside Fred in that midfield base because I think when you're playing Southampton, you play a very clever system. You need clever players. Mm-hmm. You don't just need players who have the energy to run around and stomp whatever the opposition are going to do. And I think Donny van der Beek gives you that option as well. Freeing up Fernandes. Yeah, well, to a point, but then Fernandez does get through a lot of graft, actually, he does. Um, defensively. And uh, yeah, I just think that this is this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, I'm going to it, so I'm quite. <laughs> that does to make that. it a bit more interesting. Well, it's just nice to go to a, you know to a big ground at St Mary's, mm. you know, someone with rich history. Um, <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if people fair, hear that in isolation, they're going to think this guy's it, an always. It's a fairly new stadium. <laughs> yeah. to be fair. As yeah. loath as I am, and it's a dump. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. I've only said it to wind you up. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might as well just kicked you in the shin. <laughs> Not made a dent. Uh, but but you, the, for future reference, you could just say, Luke, do you want to do a bit on Southampton? And I'll get myself wound up. It's fine. <laughs> But the the other side to it is that um, a lot of the criticism that has been levelled at Solskjaer um, has been because people see managers like Ralph Hasenhutl, mm-hmm. who has been able to make a tangible change to the way a team plays and you know put in a system that is the envy of, of a lot of big clubs. Mm-hmm. Here. And I, even you know I, I know Chelsea are on a good run there, but I reckon even Chelsea fans would have thought, God, that, I, we want some of that. Imagine yeah. that system with the players that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, while there was talk, um, and you know, certainly talk that I've pervaded of um, needing to get rid of Solskjaer and, and with the idea that, oh, you know, Pochettino would be the man to slot in. If there is going to be any kind of long term change mm-hmm. um, further, much further down the line, then, you know, Hassan Holt was the kind of manager really you should be you should yeah. be looking at a visionary in that regard and, and mm-hmm. someone who, you know, you do want to see um you know, with with greater resources, well, what he can do. Well, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the Chelsea comparison because <clears throat> Southampton play this four four two, don't they? And 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 the, the forward players that Chelsea have brought in are kind of well suited to that three up front. I don't mean specifically, but being just having the capacity to do that. Right. Okay. With uh, the, yeah, working with the mean. players. You've I think got, the key yeah. in this game, to me, I mean, I might be held up as a complete idiot come come um, Sunday or whenever the game is being played. Is it Sunday? Why not? I think it is Sunday. Sunday two o'clock. Um, is how Maguire and whoever plays alongside him is talking. It's going to be Tuan Zebi deal with Adams and Walcott because mm. Walcott will play up for the middle because Ings is injured Chad Adams as we talked about before earlier this week has really started to settle into Premier League life now and he is an absolute handful Yeah, and I think it's one of those afternoons for the defense, for May United's defence where they're going to have a lot of different challenges to deal with because Southampton are confident they'll be at home they've got different ways of attacking you and they've got a big threat from set pieces as well so it's going to be a proper thorough examination of May United um, and it'll be more than any other time I can think of. I mean, you can't really think of a time when Southampton have had a better chance of beating Man United than this. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that puts it in perspective. I think it'll be a fascinating game. Mm. West Brom caused United a lot of problems last week. Every team causes Man United problems well, exactly, yeah. when, when they apply themselves. There's a certain element, there's a hangover here of the fact that it's Man United. Mm. And that won't last forever. Like it's it's, it's dissipating season by season. I, I think I think it's already gone. To right. be honest, I, th- I think it's just something we assume because we hear the name. Mm. But I think I think teams and certainly behind closed doors that that reverence is gone. Mm. No more reverence. All right. On 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 that note, we are very reverent yeah. towards uh, Betway's <laughs> four to score because it's now time for that entry to Betway's four to score is absolutely free. Each week, you pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pounds jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, and further T's and C's apply. Marcus, you are up first. You mm-hmm. still. Going up there first, stepping up there earlier. Yep. You're stepping up there now, even though you're on a bad run. <laughs> You've got Chelsea v Spurs yep. on Sunday uh, tea time. What have you gone for? I've gone for Timo Werner. <laughs> Tim Werner is vicious. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like he sounds like he's like some kind of Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Tim Werner, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, I've gone for him. Okay, Timo Werner at the first goal score. Chelsea Spurs, decent shout, I think. Um, game two is Arsenal v Wolves on Sunday night, and we've got Kate picking this one. Here's what she had to say. 
So yes, yeah, the Mighty Wolves travel to Arsenal on the weekend. Big game for both sides with aspirations of finishing in the top six this season. Had to give this one a fair bit of thought. Looking at that Pedro Neto tapping uh, from their game against Southampton. Could he be the man to score? Also Daniel Pedence looking dangerous in the box. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, of course, scored the winner against Manchester United. The last goal, that is, for Arsenal in the Premier League plenty of things to consider in this game and of course I've ultimately gone for Raul Jimenez yep (laughs) Raul Jimenez is my pick there we go it was a long build up wasn't it it was an Andy Brattles build up Why was she headbutting her mic? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, she was. We need to talk about that. Yeah, we need to get the production team onto her mic skills. Last week we had Jules in the freezer. <laughs> Sound like she's in the freezer. Mm. Um, Andy went on like a Greek tragedy, and then we've got uh, Raúl Jiménez. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving Andy pelters, aren't you I? Really are. He don't mind. Um, so that's Raúl Jiménez for Kate's pick. Vish, you have Leicester City v Fulham, which is Monday tea time. I don't like that. No, no, nor do I actually. It's good holiday time, but not. Yeah, yeah not the start yeah. of uh, December. Um, I am going to go... Well, I'm going to call an audible here because I've written James Madison. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go Jamie Vardy. Oh, you changed it. I think that Jimenez talk has got in my head. I was like, why overcomplicate it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you okay. Know? Okay, so you've gone for Vardy. I'm going to go so I'll, Vardy. I'll amend the paperwork accordingly Please while I'm do, doing this, yes. right? This is live. Um, okay, game four. West Ham v Aston Villa is mine. It's Monday, 8 o'clock. I've gone for Ollie Watkins. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I think he's a great player. I think he's been ready for the Premier League for some time. He's shown that he can score goals at this level. Uh, West Ham are a little bit inconsistent, I think. I know Hilaire scored a beauty the other day. Mm. Um, looked like he was pretty angry about it as well. Yeah, he would um, be. But I'm going to go for Ollie Watkins. A bit of a mid-table clash, that one. So, in summary, Timo Werner, Raul Jimenez, Jamie Vardy, Ollie Watkins. If all those players score first in those games, we will win the weekly £50,000 jackpot, which, of course, we'll give to charity. But if you do it with your own players you could win at least a share of that 50 grand. So do go to Betway's 4 to score to play. It's completely free. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further season sees apply. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. For more information, head to begambleaware.org. All right, now it's time for this. <laughs> it's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. <laughs> yes, loose game. And in the blue corner, the people's champ, yeah. the reigning champ, oh, the, num- yes. the number one seed, oh. the best Luke's game player in the world. <laughs> it's Marcus Speller. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And in the other corner, it's Fish. Right, um, <laughs> he's got his notepad out, though. He means business. Yeah. I'm just um, going to write profanity all over it. Luke's show. game. Show the camera as well. <laughs> I'll give you a player. You have to bid for how many of his clubs you can name. There'll be no repetition, no wrong answers. You get a point. There'll be plenty of wrong um, answers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there might well be. Listen, you know, I need to go for it. People know how it works. Uh, to be successful in this game, ultimately, though, you need fire in your belly. Head in the freezer. Head there the we freezer. go. Fish, where's the enthusiasm? <laughs> We're going to practice that afterwards. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Vish, you're the challenger. So you get to go first, my friend. Um, come on, Vish. Yeah. Look, even... Come on. Hey. Um, have we got... Uh, sorry, I just think I've got something through coming through to my ear. Have we got a um, live correspondent from Marcus Mount? <laughs> No, oh, the, commit, the, the connection's down. Uh, yeah. but, it's, but it's buzzing, is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's always kicking buzzing. off. Yeah. And the thing is, Marcus, they're very friendly to the challengers because they recognise, as I do, that if Vish, you know, he's, he's come in here and he, he beat me before and he's, and he's, and he's done all right, um, but he's gone away with tail between his eggs last time. Use me as your example. Think yeah. of the amount of times Andy Brassel beat me. Yeah. Okay, and I came roaring back and now I'm sat here the champion. Think how many times Marcus has avoided Andy Brassel since he became champion. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, no, really I beat him last week. You did actually, yeah. Right. You did. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just 
can be getting distracted from the wave of rule Britannia coming. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, the good lads up there. Exactly. Um, so, so use me. So you know, use. I will be very proud of you if you beat me. What I'm saying is, you can't win, Darth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some early gamesmanship, and that's part of the game. I know, it that's is, part yeah. of the game. So look, a quick game is a good game here. Oh yes. Um, we've got fire in our belly. We have our heads in the respective freezers. <laughs> Um, the first player is Vicious uh, Honor because he's the challenger. He's played for eight clubs in total. He retired in 2018. Ooh. Uh, it's Patrice Evra. Patrice. Ooh. That is a tricky one. I was surprised to hear eight. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's tricky. That's Tricksville, Tennessee. Hmm. I agree. <sighs> Can I have an opening bid, please? Come along, Vicious. My opening bid is going to be three. Three. Okay. Marcus, what do I have from you? I'd like him to name his three. <laughs> you have three? <laughs> Genuinely struggling. <sighs> I'll tell you what. Hey, he could be an if early is, lead here. This, he's, I saw his eyes go. He's thinking, hang on a minute. If this is a tactic, yeah. it's a controversial one from the champion. Yeah, okay, yeah. three clubs that Patrice Ever has played for. If you don't mind, Vish, one at a time. Monaco. There you go. Manchester United. Juventus. Easy one peasy. Nil. Easy one peasy. Nil. One nil. There we go. Yeah, um, I see. You feel better now, don't you? Started his career at Masala, <laughs> uh, then went to Monza, then Nice, Monaco, Man United, Juventus, Marseille, and finished at West Ham for his eighth club. Oh, he did. Do you yeah. know what? I th- West Ham went through my mind. I thought, nah, surely yeah. he didn't. And he played five league games for them, apparently. And um, the second player coming up now, Marcus, mm-hmm. you get to go first. He's played for 10 clubs in total. Oh, that's a lot. He retired just last year. Uh-huh. It's Peter Crouch. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Crouchy. I go seven. Seven's very well, good. Well, I, I have to be up there because th- I'm worried about Vish. Okay, Vish, can you... I mean, in the unlikely event, you can bid eight. Please do so. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Can I go seven? He's got seven. You, you you either go eight or you tell him to name him. Or you can go nine if you want, I suppose. Not, nothing to stop you doing that. Or ten. Oh, he's, he's got seven. He's gone seven, yeah. So I can go eight, couldn't yeah, I? Yeah, you he said seven. You know what? Oh, God. What am I going to do? What am I? Tushin Hunter Raja. If I keep saying my name, I'll some time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go eight. Okay. Marcus, nine. You're going to go eight? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, eight is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't I? know what the highest ever successful bid on this game is, but I mean, eight would be right up there. It, yeah. Are you going to throw the initiative back to him? Could be two nil. I know it could be. Yeah, the yeah. champ. Eight clubs. Um, yeah, but I think he's got the eight. Haven't you, Vish? You do. He's not looking at you. He won't look at you. He's like Hector Salamanca. He won't look yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, go on then, do eight. Oh, okay. You ready? Yeah. Let me add a little bit of spice. <laughs> eight, eight clubs for Peter Crouch. Go ahead, one at a time, please. Queens Park Rangers. Correct. Stoke City. That's correct. That's two. Liverpool. Three. Tottenham Hotspur. Four. Southampton. Five. Portsmouth. Six. Aston Villa. Seven. Now then. <laughs> Number eight. You've got to name it. 
Seven's not enough. You round it up. Can you? Number eight. I'm sure, I'm he's got it. He's stolen. He's, this is all. No, no, no. Genuinely, genuinely. Come on. I've got seven. I thought I'd figure it out. We need to guess eight, then. We need to guess an eight. <laughs> Come on. You've got to push him harder than this. You've got to guess an eight, or I'm just going to call it wrong. Right. Um, my eighth team are going to be. Um, Come on. Oh, fucking hell. I'm losing my mind here. Coventry City. Afraid not. You could have had Burnley. Mm hmm. Or Norwich City. Norwich City. Ah! Norwich City was the one. Spent some time alone. And he also spent some time alone at IFK Hasselholm as well. Could have had them. <laughs> um, up in Sweden. So that is Marcus's point because Coventry City is incorrect. Okay, next one up, Vish. You're up first. He's also played for 10 clubs. He retired in 2012. Um, if you get ten, these 10, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> uh, it's Torre Andre Flo. Oh, 10 oh. clubs for him. That is outrageous. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that come up. Ten bloody clubs! Ten clubs. Mm. Mm. No way. I need an opening bid from you, please, Vish, because a quick game is a good game. Uh, two. Two. Okay, Marcus, do I hear three from you? It's one all at the moment. Oh, flipping have to go three, won't I? Because I know he's got two. Four? No. So three for you, Marcus. Okay. Torre Andre Flo. Um, three clubs he's played for of the ten. He retired right. in 2012. Um, underrated striker, I think. Not many people talk about him now, but I thought he was a good player. Uh-huh. Um, three clubs, please, one at a time. Chelsea. That's correct. Rangers. That's also correct. And I'll go for... There's an obvious club I'm missing here that Vish, you know, he's thinking he's... I'll go for... uh, What was the side he played for? I'll go Rosenberg. Afraid not. That's Vicious points. 2-1 to Vish. Sondial is where he started. Went uh-huh. to Tromso, Bran, Chelsea, Rangers, Sunderland. Ah, oh, Sunderland. Sunderland. Siena, Valarenga, Leeds United. Oh, I didn't... Yeah. MK Dons and then ended his career where it all started back at Sondal. Did you have Chelsea and Rangers? Yeah. 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 If I hadn't gone first, I think I'd have been screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're on match goes. point, brother, you That's see. 2-1. And uh, it's now time for Marcus to go first. This player's played for nine clubs in total. Oh, man. He retired in 2014. Uh, it's Kevin Phillips. K-Phil. Mm. 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 Nine you can go for. How many do you bid? I will go for... Bish is looking confident. Oh, I don't know. Five. Okay. Bish, do I hear Six. No, name me five. Okay, five. One at a time, Marcus. For two all, it's in your hands now. It is. Sunderland. That's correct. Derby County. Ooh. Have I got it wrong? You say Derby County? Fish is the champion. Derby County? I've got it wrong. Look at that. There he goes. Well done, brother. And in an interesting plot twist. Yeah. Vish had also written Derby County. I'm amazed he didn't play for Derby County. No, because he, he coached them, didn't he? Ah, he didn't play. Was that this what is what was? messed with my mind. I had Leicester, Leeds. He started his um, Villa. He started his career at. Uh, he didn't play for Leeds either, by the way. Oh, I would have got that one. <laughs> <laughs> he, started, he, that written down. <laughs> he started his professional career at Watford. Yeah. Sunderland, Southampton, Villa, West Brom, Birmingham, Blackpool, Crystal Palace, Leicester City. Um, well, the, fin- the final player, Vishy, could have gone first. It's um, for a chance to go 4 1. He played for six clubs in total. Dennis Wise, very quickly. Wisey. How many for Dennis Wise? Oh, blimey. Ooh. 
Ooh, Janice Wise, I'm going to go three. Can you do any more than three? I don't know, I can't. This is on form here. Go on. Chelsea. That's correct. Millwall. That's correct. Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. yeah Look at that. A worthy winner. 4-1. You see, you were worried. Yeah. Why were you worried? There Shut it goes. The door. Wim- Wimbledon, Chelsea, Leicester, Millwall, Southampton, Coventry City. In the unlikely event you mm. would have selected, the small time he spent on, the short time he spent in 1985 at Greber Stats IF <laughs> in Scandinavia, you would have been wrong because he's not a pro, they're not a pro team. Um, so there we go. You see that? There's a lot of respectful applause from Marcus Mount right now. Yeah, absolutely. It turns out... I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. You have. (laughs) You have got the facilities for that. You know what I love about this? It feels like nothing. You're the champion. You're the champion, man. You just said it feels like nothing. Right. I'll just get you up for it again. wins! (laughs) I feel about that. You know, this I, is why he won't be the people's champion. No, exactly. Ever. I'm going to be a heel. I'm going to be the heel. You're, you're I'm the like Triple a, H of Luke's game. You're like Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Nick Kyrgios winning Wimbledon. Disgraceful. He's the champion though, Marcus. How do you feel? Uh, do you know it's what? a nice rain for you. As I, as it was, look, I've very much enjoyed it. I wish Vish all the best. And, yeah. uh, and as I said, you know, I'm very proud that he learned from me. Hmm. I am going to disgrace this crown. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens next. It, it, it does get shared around. I mean, Andy's been champ, Kate's been champ, you've been champ, Marcus, Jim. Jim. Five of you have been champs yeah. already, I think. Yeah, it's only... Uh... Pete, Pete's not been a champ. No, no, no. <laughs> and nor is Jules, and I can't be, so... <laughs> well, unless, there we unless are. Unless I challenge you, Vish. Oh. You know what? As uh, as the champ, I can I can tell you now, you're not missing anything. Oh, unbelievable. It's nothing. It's a shame. It's a He's great, not going to be a shame. popular champion, is he? No, definitely not. No. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's like Lance Armstrong winning the tour. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't got nine in me. thank you very much for listening to the Football Rebel preview show sponsored by Betway there we are everybody it's been an absolute pleasure enjoy the football this weekend and thank you very much Luke Moore thank you very much thank you for Tushin Hantaraja call me champion the champion champion. (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much ladies and gentlemen see you soon this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.